Welcome back to our Venture Sprout podcast, where we feature spin-ups and new co's that Vizient members are developing and launching across the country. I'm your host, Crystal Mollis, Vice President of Digital, Virtual Experience, and Ventures at Vizient. In this episode, we will feature Arista MD, a platform that allows payers and providers to quickly and cost-effectively launch specialist e-consults using their own specialist or those provided by Arista MD's board-certified panel of specialists. Joining me today are Brooke Lavassier, CEO of Arista MD, and Tip Kim, Chief Market Development Officer at Stanford Healthcare. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Great. Wonderful. We're excited to have you folks on our podcast today. So we're going to talk and lead in first by some brief introductions. So Brooke, before we talk about what got you involved or your experience around startup activity for ArisMD, will you give the audience a little bit of background about yourself and then we'll switch over to Tip and let him do the same? Sure. Happy to. So I've been in healthcare for about 20 years. And I think a lot of different settings I've had exposure to. I've worked on the finance side in healthcare. I've worked in diagnostics and medical devices and now in virtual and digital health. And I think the one common thread through all of my experiences is that I've really focused on finding opportunities to improve clinical workflows in a way that eliminates unnecessary or overly invasive and expensive interventions and replaces them with a much more convenient, patient-friendly, less expensive solution that also reduces cost. Arista was started actually from an executive out of the Scripps system down in San Diego, who, like many people across the country, came to the realization that the system had a real problem with access. The way that this all emerged was that one of the orthopedic surgeons actually brought it to the attention of the head of the hospital saying, look, you know, we've got over a year wait list for me to see a new patient. This is totally unacceptable. And what emerged from those conversations, trying to figure out why this wait list was so long and why it wasn't just orthopedics, of course, but many other departments were seeing similar wait times. What came through is that half of the patients, if not more, clogging that wait list and sitting in the waiting room were actually not appropriate for specialty care, but really were primary care patients who had been been kicked out of the primary care clinic because they had some level of addition complexity or where the primary care provider hadn't seen a case like this for a while and so didn't feel completely comfortable taking on the next steps in treatment. And these primary care patients were causing a real problem, clogging it up so that the higher acuity patients with more complex issues were waiting forever to get into the system. And so that's where the whole idea for this program around e-consults came from. It was trying to figure out a solution for an access problem? And can we look at all the tools that are out there and available to make sure that we're delivering the right care to patients in the right setting and doing it in a timely and affordable way? Tip, we'll come over to you with an intro and your experience and background with Arista. Sure. Thank you for having me. My role essentially is to assist the CEO, the management team, and the board of directors navigate Stanford Medicine's role as an academic research medical center, as well as a community provider to find its proper role in the greater ecosystem. We obviously handle tertiary and quaternary care, but we also constitute the emergency department that serves over half of the patient volume in our local community. And spanning that 
spectrum of care in a rapidly changing, increasingly complex world is something that requires careful planning and a clear sense of identity on how what we provide fits in the overall context of how the rest of the healthcare ecosystem is providing care for patients. I would say that in many ways, Stanford Medicine has been digging the tunnel from the other side, if you will. We certainly share Brooks' notion that the access to our specialty care is an ongoing and inexorable challenge. And we had created actually our own internal digital consult platform to enable our primary care physicians to gain access to our specialists in a more timely manner because the time to gain an appointment with our specialists was a time that really would not serve our patients well. And we had done a couple thousand e-consults internally within the Stanford system. And what we found was some stark and very positive results, very similar to what Brooks' findings are. We found that in a large majority of the time, 75-80%, what we were doing was just empowering the primary care physician to do more for their patients. A lot of these were instances where the primary care physician had a pretty good bead on what should be done, but that additional consult that respected the original patient-physician relationship really empowered the physician to do more for their patients, felt great about the care they were providing, and created more confidence in how they went about their day. Ironically, paradoxically, what we found from the specialist perspective is that they found big benefits in doing this as well, which is that instead of seeing patients that would take a long time to come to them, only to find that really at the end of the day didn't require that level of subspecialty care. The wait times were reduced greatly. And in addition, the panel of patients that they were seeing in a given period were more clinically appropriate for specialty care. And so it was a win-win all around. I think it has reduced overall total cost of care as well. And so all in all, it really meets our strategic objective, which is to extend Stanford Medicine and specialty care deeper into the community to reduce time for access and to distill, if you will, on the margin, the panel of patients that our academic subspecialists are seeing into a more clinically appropriate setting. So that's the win-win that we've created internally. And as we look to integrate with providers out in the community, what we were looking for was a delightful experience. The kind of interfaces that would simultaneously integrate with our electronic health record, but at the same time be the kind of interfaces that consumers of today are becoming used to became a high priority. And rather than try to develop that delightful experience, not only for the refer to specialist, but actually more importantly, the referring specialist who's referring a specialist to primary care physician who's very busy and really doesn't have the time to log out of one thing and log into another thing, if you will. Having that delightful experience that was created by a specialty company that was thinking 24-7 about that experience was compelling to us. And so that's how Stanford came to be a customer as well as an investor in ErestMD. Great. Well, it sounds like simply put, AristaMD is creating access to specialty care. But Tip, as you just so eloquently stated, there's so much more impact that it's creating for Stanford and the communities that it serves. So for both of you, what would you say is the broader role that AristaMD is playing in the industry and how it's impacting the broader healthcare industry? Sure. So I think that what Arista is doing is trying again to match the right provider with the right patient in the most appropriate setting. 
And so our eyes have been open now the last 12 plus months in the pandemic to all the virtual tools out there. I think there's been a ton of focus, obviously, on video telehealth, which has a very important role. But video plus in person doesn't solve everything. There are definitely instances where other tools, triage tools that might help direct patients to care when they're coming into a health system or tools that help with peer collaboration, which is what we do, are equally as important in ensuring that our limited resources across the healthcare spectrum are being leveraged appropriately. And that leads to more timely access to care, whatever that care is, in the right setting and also ensures that we're doing it most cost effectively. You really can leverage something like an e-consult to empower the local provider, but also to avoid unnecessary utilization of not just specialty visits, but unnecessary workup, unnecessary imaging and labs and all of that that sometimes happens when the primary care provider is not empowered and at the center of patient care. And it avoids cost on the patient side because a lot of patients today are spending extra out-of-pocket dollars and having to take time off work and then arrange for childcare and often arrange for transportation. All of those things really add up. So there's opportunities for us to make the healthcare system more efficient. Really, at Arista, we're very focused on the access issue. So we want to ensure that in the future, every patient, regardless of your location, regardless of your insurance coverage, receives timely and cost-effective access to whatever healthcare they need. And that's kind of the vision that keeps our entire company really aligned and focused on how we're going to go to market and who we partner with. It's all about whether we're accomplishing that goal of increasing efficiency of the system really to deliver more timely access at a more affordable price. And of course, you can't do that unless outcomes continue to be at least equivalent, if not improved by this change in how we deliver care. And from Stanford's perspective, as an academic medical center, I think it's really important in not only whether we engage with the broader community, but how we do it. I think being respectful and doing it in a way that honors the original patient-physician relationship is really critical for us really to become a part of the solution versus the intrusive academic medical center or the academic enterprise that comes in and tries to take over, if you will. That certainly is a perception that we have to fight. And e-consults, frankly, provide that solution because we have pathways to either resolve the issue at the referring physician or to revert any follow-up, a large portion of the follow-up that can be handled in the community back to the community. I think we create the appropriate role for an academic medical center in the greater ecosystem. And I think that's easier said than done, in my view. You know, I'm a recovering management consultant. I've been in healthcare consulting for a couple of decades. And I think one of the things that we found is that it's easy to find fault in the current healthcare ecosystem. Certainly, even quite feasible to propose point solutions. But what we've really appreciated about Brooke, her team, and what Arista has been able to do is that they've created the solution and continue to improve the solution that really takes into account of how physicians carry on during their day, the constraints that are put on systems, the real physics of hospital administration and operations. And it's a real solution that fits into the overall workflows versus it being a a particular consumer-oriented solution or a point solution that sits outside of the overall operations of a provider. 
That's an excellent segue tip into this next conversation piece here where we're going to go. So talk about how it actually works. How does the patient experience it? And then how do the providers experience it? How does it work for them in their workflow? Sure. Yes. So I think that on the patient side, what they experience is very similar to what happens today, but they're getting that care much more quickly. But they're going to come in, they're going to see their primary care provider in person or today. Often those PCP appointments are happening virtually. But either way, the primary care provider is going to work up the patient. And if they are suspecting that this patient could benefit from a referral or it's for a condition that they're not totally comfortable with knowing the most up-to-date treatment protocols, for example, then we're going to tell them to order a referral like they always did. And what they're going to say to the patient is, you know, look, I think that I want to consult with a specialist on your situation. And so I'm going to order a referral for you. And if your case is appropriate for e-consult, and if you're eligible to have any consult, I'm actually going to have a report and a recommendation back from a specialist in the next 24 hours. If they think that it's still really a good idea for you to be seen face-to-face, don't worry, this office staff here is going to process that referral and we will get that placed for you. And so we kind of leave it open-ended where they know that one way or another, they are going to get specialty care. It's not a message of we're not allowing a face-to-face visit and this is a barrier between you and care. It's really, we're going to evaluate what the most effective way for us to get you on this treatment pathway is and most quickly and affordable. And so the patient will leave with an informational card typically that we help customize with the clinic that explains in a little more detail what an e-consult is and it will have little boxes that the provider can check off saying how they're going to follow up. So I'll be in touch via phone tomorrow, for example. And then what's really nice is that we do not disrupt the clinic workflow. So for the provider, we'll really come into a clinic and we'll do an assessment of how you order referrals today. And if you're a very tiny clinic and there's only you and one other person and you're actually processing all those referrals in person, then that's fabulous. We have a very simple, easy to use platform and we'll teach you how to curate any consult, put in the appropriate information, whether that's lab results or images clinical notes. If you're on an EHR where we have integrated capabilities, then a lot of that can pre-populate, be extremely seamless for you, and you can self-curate. If you're in a larger office and your referrals are processed by referral coordinators or back office staff, then what we'll typically do is we'll tell the provider, look, you just order a referral like you always have in your EHR, specify the specialty you're routing this to and the reason for this referral. And we're going to train the back office staff that typically will place these referrals. And we're going to work with them on some ground rules that you as the clinic are going to agree to with us. Now, these ground rules are really simple and they usually usually look like evaluate whether the referral is procedural or if it is PT or OT. Now, those sorts of things, unfortunately, we can't handle via e-consult. But if a referral comes in and it's for anything that is not procedural and it's a routine clinical issue, then those can in over 75% of the time be resolved at the PCP site. So let's go ahead and submit an e-consult. And we will train the back office staff again on the most efficient way to submit those cases on behalf 
behalf of the provider so that the provider themselves does not have to take any time to submit a case for e-consult. The first time they really ever interact with our system is in under 24 hours when that result comes back from the specialist. They will get an alert in their EHR that has a link that takes them directly to that report in our platform where they can review it. So it's a very seamless solution. And we try and be very flexible and try and understand the unique hurdles that there might exist at a clinic for adopting something like this. In some instances, even large offices that do have a pretty significant staff in the back office to process referrals still is overloaded by various activities that might make it hard to put even a couple more minutes of time on their plate. And so in that instance, we offer a concierge service in which Arista MD nurses will actually do that back office work for you. And so our nurses will get log on credentials to the clinic's EHR and from a remote desktop, our nurses can field those inbound referrals and follow the agreed upon rules to see which cases should be sent for e-consult and then can do that curation and submission again on behalf of the providers at that clinic. And that's a really nifty solution that was used in our early days of launching on the market that was used very heavily when we didn't have any EHR integrations. Today, we're fully integrated to Epic. We have a lot of other integration options with different EHRs that make it seamless so you're not hopping out of your EHR and you're not having to type in things like patient demographics or even in some instances, we can pull up visit notes and labs and accompanying information pretty much from a push button sort of experience. So that concierge service is not as needed as it was, say, four years ago. But we have again, a variety of different options for how to deploy and we try and match them to the clinic and see what's most appropriate for that point in time. But the goal is to allow the clinic to recognize the benefit without putting any additional burden on the provider. And then on the back end, you get the report back and you follow up with the patient within 24 hours. And I have to say, patients are completely wowed by this because when have you ever gone to a primary care provider and they're telling you you need specialty care and you're actually going to start your treatment within 24 hours and you have a full documented signed report from a specialist that is in your patient record that's an official part of the patient file and you can get going and the primary care provider can order a new prescription or get you on a new treatment pathway. I mean, this is really unheard of. And all of this without, in most cases, any out-of-pocket spend. You're not taking any more time off. You're not traveling. It really is the type of experience that consumers are looking for. Everybody wants treatment where they're already being seen and they want it as fast as possible. So this is definitely a huge patient satisfier. And that, of course, makes providers happy as well, because we can show a meaningful impact on a lot of quality metrics, including things like CAP scores that are very hard to impact. But this is a big one where we can increase care coordination, we can increase timeliness of care and overall raise patient satisfaction with their whole experience. I'd like to build on that. There's a couple of value propositions and benefits that I think are really important, both from the provider perspective. One, for the referring physician, the value prop I try to explain to various folks that we're marketing the concept to is to be able to tell your patients as a referring physician, hey, I checked with my Stanford team. This is the pathway that would be recommended to you if you were to travel yourself all the way to Palo Alto. This is the subspecialist that you would see would give you this information. And it's done in a way that doesn't second guess the primary care physician. Stanford's not looking over the shoulder of the referring physician. I think that's a really critical aspect. It's an empowering 
empowerment tool for the referring physician. The way the e-consults are built out at Arista is structured using what Brooke calls templates and provides the requirements for the necessary information for the specialist to provide the right type of information. So in the vernacular, it's what's called a curbside consult. And so for a trusted colleague, it happens on a regular basis. Hey, I have this patient that has this condition. What do you think? Now, when they're working together every day and there's years of trust built up, there's a little bit more of a leeway in providing that information and feeling comfortable that the information that you're providing would be used appropriately, that there's sufficient context from the person asking the question, that the answer that you're giving is appropriate. On a more arm's length transaction, however, that structure is really critical and the structure is condition specific. It provides not only the confidence for the refer to physician that he or she has sufficient information to render an opinion back to the physician and that there's enough structured information to be confident in the advice that you're giving, the consult that you're giving back. There's also some real-world liability issues with respect to patient care that we as a system need to protect our providers with. And I think from both of those dimensions, this is the difference between kind of a point solution or solutions in the abstract versus real-world solutions that we as a provider are able to use. Brooke, Tip, it's been great. Thank you for joining me today, and we'll continue our discussion in our next episode. And to our audience, thank you for joining this episode of the podcast. If you are a Visient member and subscribe to our network offerings, we encourage you to register to attend our full experience on the new digital frontier as we explore healthcare spinups and new codes. This experience includes additional podcasts featuring the new codes and a matchmaking venture summit. In that summit, we will feature several member spinups and give you the opportunity to have one-on-one conversations to explore relationships that could lead to investment opportunities, co-development, and or a buying opportunity with these companies. So if you're a C-suite leader, you've received an email from us to register for these events. We look forward to seeing you there. 